Hello, and welcome to the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. I am your host, Celeste Hartwell, and what this podcast's intention is, is to really help women know that no matter where they are in life, that they can always reach for a different outcome. They can always create their life, their business in whatever way they desire, in whatever way feels really amazing to them. And so we are a feminine view of entrepreneurship for women by women. And today I am really honored and very excited to introduce to you Dr. Elizabeth Davidson. Dr. Elizabeth's passion for keeping families well evolved from her search to find her evolve. Excuse me, let me re- say that. So, Dr. Elizabeth's passion for keeping families well evolved from her search to find her own health. Plagued by chronic illnesses from the time she was a small child, she started experimenting with alternatives to allopathic medicine when she was 10 years old. She discovered gentle, neurologically based chiropractic when she was 20, and five years later followed a clear calling that brought her to chiropractic school. Now in her 13th year of private practice, she is the owner of Clear Connection Chiropractic. She uses gentle techniques, including torque release technique, network spinal analysis, and biogeometric integration to improve neural function and promote spinal stability in her clients. She works with all ages, from newborns to to great-grandparents. Her recently published book is called Optimal Family Wellness and is a handbook for keeping families healthy from the start. She lives in Vermont with her daughter, where they enjoy skiing, hiking, and fresh fruit food from their local farmers. She is actively involved with her business, local business community through Queen City Business Network International and loves connecting with business owners and learning about what others specialize in. So just a quick like personal note, I know Dr. Elizabeth because I actually joined her Business Network International chapter a few years ago and I have had so much incredible experience with her very gentle touch chiropractic. So if you're not in Vermont and you're wanting to find somebody who's like doing gentle touch, definitely Google search it. It is so worth it. But I love Dr. Elizabeth and that is why I really wanted to welcome her to the show. So thank you so much for being here, Dr. Liz. Welcome. Thank me. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're welcome. So <laughs> I wanted to touch on a little bit. You and I have had some really interesting conversations, which is why I've wanted to invite you on the show specifically. And you actually started off as a teacher in your profession. So talk a little bit about like your journey from having this profession that you actually went to school for to then going, oh my God, I'm in the wrong thing and I need to change it. Like, tell us a little bit about that. I wouldn't see, say teaching was ever the wrong thing because yeah. I love teaching and I love working with children. Um, but it was a, a step in my progression. So I was teaching in a public school system and I'm not that great with rules. So I, I didn't fit in that well there, but I really loved helping the kids and I just felt like I couldn't help them enough within those confines. So 
while I was teaching one morning, I woke up and this very clear voice in my head said that I should be a chiropractor. Mm. I had never considered that before, but uh, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, wow, that is a really good idea. And um, for so many reasons, because I could have my own profession rather than having a boss. I could still help children and their families on a deeper level. And I could still be a teacher because right. most people don't know a lot about chiropractic or how the body functions or how the nerves work. And it's really interesting stuff when you can put it into terms that are understandable. And um, so the other piece was that I knew I was going to have a family at some point and I wanted to be able to bring a kid to my office and stuff like that. And um, not rely on daycare and and I love being self-employed and so there were just so many good reasons to pursue that career and I'm so glad I did because doing that and learning the gentle techniques that I learned it really helped me find my true talent in life which I I grew up with all these talented people and, and they knew from the time they were little kids what they were meant to do and I didn't. But I feel blessed that I figured it out when I was 25, which is still pretty much a kid. So it all worked out really well. Yeah, I love that. And you do a lot of teaching. I know as a person who's received your care, like there's a lot of teaching and your book is full of that as well. And so talk to us a little bit about your intentionality with raising your daughter and, and wanting to, to, I know you've called her like kind of an experiment in the past, but like, but, but let's back up, I guess a little bit and talk about all the health problems that you had as a child and now how you're able to help other children not have those. So I started getting headaches when I was as young as I can remember, like around four. And I started having joint pain when I was seven. Uh, my hips were so inflamed that year I wasn't allowed to walk all summer. Um, I started getting skin problems when I was about 11. And throughout that time, I had chronic bronchitis, chronic sore throats. Um, I missed 40 days of school a year. It was pretty miserable. Um, and I took a lot of antibiotics because that was the 80s and that was a big thing at that point. And I, I realized when I was pretty young, like around 10, that every time I took a medication, I got more sick. Mm. And so I started looking for alternatives. I started doing elimination diets when I was 10. I didn't know that what, that's what they were called. I was just making it up, but I just experimented with food and started searching for what was going to make me well. And if I had stayed as sick as I was, there's no way that I would have decided to have a child because I didn't want to raise a sick kid. So I'm so grateful that I was called to go to chiropractic school and learn about, you know, that we all have this innate intelligence within us that keeps us functioning and keeps us well all the time. And if that's working really well, then we can function really well. And to learn about other ways to do things like you don't have to go to a hospital to have a baby and have all those interventions right away. Um, you know, have to give people antibiotics if they're sick. And if, if it is indicated, then you should really be tested first to make sure you have a bacterial 
illness that is going to respond to antibiotics. So many antibiotics are given for viruses, which they don't work for viruses, they work for bacteria. And if there's no test, if they don't do a swab, then there's no telling what that actually is. And just so many things that I learned in chiropractic school and in searching for how I wanted to use this profession gave me the confidence that I could raise a healthy child. Mm. And um, yeah, so I've done that. <laughs> and um, just having those tools and all that education before becoming a parent was really, really valuable. And uh, she's, she's very similar to me, you know, we share a lot of our genetics and she's a super sensitive girl and, you know, can see that she, um, she could have the same tendencies that I had as a kid, but with the support that she has, she very rarely has any symptoms at all. So it's working. I love that. And talk to us a little bit about what the benefits are of gentle chiropractic compared to the old turn and crack model that a lot of chiropractors still use, honestly. Yeah, so chiropractic itself is all about keeping your brain, spinal cord, and nerves functioning at their best. Brain, spinal cord, and nerves make up the nerve system, which is the communication system in your body. It controls and coordinates everything else that's going on all the time. So when that's working really well, everything else can work really well. It's like having a clear internet connection. <laughs> if, if your internet is kind of slow, you're going to miss some things. And um, if, if it's wor working really well, you get all the information that you need. So, um, so as far as the different kinds of chiropractic goes. So with the, the, the twisting and cracking kind of chiropractic, a lot of the people that do that do have the intention that they're helping the nerves function better. Um, for a lot of clients though, it's really too much information for their systems all at once. And so it's, it's really kind of adding more tension to their systems by putting a force into their spine. Whereas the really gentle kinds that I do, it's, it's really about working with the body where it is. And rather than putting a bone back into place for someone to take pressure off that nerve, it's about teaching that person's system how to function better. So it's teaching the brain to make better, stronger, clearer neural connections, and also teaching all the little muscles along the spine how to stabilize the spine. We often lose stability if you have stuff like back pain or cracking in your spine when it shouldn't happen or that feeling of needing to crack or like wanting someone to hug you really hard so that your spine cracks. Those are all signs of instability. And so that means your spine isn't functioning as well as it should. And if you go to a chiropractor who twists and cracks your spine, often they overdo it and that can add stability. Whereas my work is all about adding to the stability and teaching the body and brain how to stabilize itself. And there's no, no pain or fear because it's all really gentle and relaxing as you've experienced. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. It's a very different model than, um, I grew up with chiropractic because of the area that I grew up in. Uh, there's a major chiropractic school there. And so chiropractors are a dime a dozen and everyone knows what chiropractors do in that area. And when I moved out, I realized 
not everybody really is aware of the health benefits of this. And then finding someone who's super gentle um, is really, it's, it's very life-changing. And I personally, in my own practice with coaching, I really believe that our physiology affects our psychology. And so to me, chiropractic is a huge component of the self-care because if I'm not straight in alignment in my physical body, then my mental capacity is not off, is not quite right either. So do you want to talk on that a little bit? Sure. So, you know, most people think about the brain as the thing that does the thinking. It does a lot more than that. And that's what I focus on more as a chiropractor is like all the functions that the brain is taking care of all the time. But one of those is indeed thinking and so much more like emotional control, hormonal control, all of these things. You know, some of the things that people notice uh, when they come to me regularly is that their anxiety and depression goes away. And lots of times I didn't even know they had that because they don't think of it as a chiropractic problem. Um, there's really no such thing as a chiropractic problem. <laughs> um, chiropractic is really all about getting you functioning better in all capacities. Right. But a lot of people, you know, they've learned that it's for back pain and it, it can work really well for back pain, but it's so much more than that. And I've had several experiences where I've had a client come in for their back pain and then their anxiety goes away before their back pain does. So that's a testament to me to say how much the brain is controlling and how getting it functioning better can really get everything functioning better, whether it's clarity of thought or emotional well-being or immune system function or your back pain, but the back pain thing is like the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that gets well when your brain and your nerves are working really well. And it feels like the back pain is just how the body is communicating. Something's not right here. Please get help, right? Like it's such a small piece of the puzzle. And um, only about five to 10% of nerves actually transmit pain. So a lot of other components can be compromised before you're even in pain. Pain is kind of your body's last scream for help a lot of the time. And uh, waiting to be in pain to take care of yourself is, is kind of backward in my thinking, you know. Um, my favorite quote that I quote of myself is, it's easier to stay well than to get well. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you maintain your health, when you keep your health, you can always have it. If you wait till you lose it, it's a lot harder to gain it back. Um, and so my goal is to educate people to the benefits of maintaining their health uh, with stuff like, you know, eating really well, getting enough sleep, thinking happy thoughts, drinking good water, and then the key to all that, the key that puts it all together is how well your, your brain and your nerves are functioning because those are the, that's the communication system. It controls and coordinates all those other things. You know, you can eat as much organic food as you want, but if the nerves to your digestive system aren't working well, you can't get all the nutrients out of that organic food that you should be able to get. So to make sure the nerve system is functioning well, 
and do all that stuff, you get so much more benefit out of all the things that you do to keep yourself well. I love that. Thank you. I think it's so important. And I feel like sometimes just making the decision to, you know, see a chiropractor to do self-care on a regular basis is part of that healthy thoughts and putting ourselves as priority. That is really the most important component of the entire thing. Cause when you make that decision, that commitment, then everything else falls in line. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Thank you so much for this in-depth conversation about chiropractic because I am such a fan of chiropractors um, mm-hmm. and I love it. And I, and I really feel blessed to be able to share this work with more people because it is a large component, at least of my self-care pro- uh, fulfillment, my, my own self-care practice is the word I was looking for. Um, mm-hmm. And it really is to me, when we take care of ourselves, then success follows. And so tell, I know we have talked a little bit personally about your own journey as an entrepreneur and how you kind of had to, you had a lot of chiropractic coaches who were coaching you on how to have your practice set up and how you kind of had to throw everything out and follow your intuition. So tell us a little bit about that journey because I love it. Uh, So chiropractic school, you know, you learn a lot about neurology and anatomy and physiology and how to do a physical exam, but you don't learn anything about how to run a business. And so I was fresh out of school. I had been two months out of school. It took that long to get a license. And then I uh, started my first practice and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, So I started experimenting basically. Um, I did hire several coaches over the years. to try to get some advice on how to, you know, bring clients in and how to get paid and all of these things. And I definitely learned things, but, um, most chiropractic coaches are really coaching you to have this huge practice where you see lots and lots of people every week and don't spend much time with them. And that's not who I am. I really like to get to know people on a deeper level and I feel like I can help them better in that pace. So, um, when I first started out, I tried doing stuff like charging per visit, but also offering a discount if people bought several visits all at once. I started out not billing insurance because I had heard so many horror stories about billing insurance. Um, and that, that method worked okay, but a lot of people didn't really feel like paying. And so that, that was hard. I was also in my hometown and that is a tricky place to be a doctor. So um, after a few years of that, I moved to a different town and at the advice of a coach, I started billing insurance. And um, that was, I learned a lot. Um, So insurance, what I found is that for chiropractic, it really only covers back pain and occasionally headaches. And it only covers 12 visits a year here in Vermont or some plans it's even 10 visits a year, which really isn't enough. I consider one adjustment kind of like eating healthy for a week. You know, it it gives you a lot of benefit, but 
then if you go back to doing the old thing, you're not going to get the results that you want. So, so really, in a, chiro in a chiropractic wellness sort of model, one visit a month, which is what insurance pays for, doesn't really get you anywhere. Uh, so, so I tried doing that. And what I found is that people would come for their 12 visits and then they wouldn't come for the rest of the year. So they might come for two months and then not come for 10 months. And that doesn't really work. I also found that insurance doesn't cover chiropractic for kids because it's really hard to prove that a kid needs it because most kids don't have back pain. And I knew from the start that kids were really who I wanted to take care of because I wanted to help them build that foundation for health. And then I found that if you bill insurance, but you charge less, say, for a child, because, you know, sometimes people want to bring all three of their kids in and average chiropractic visit is about 50 to $60. And that can add up if they're coming every week. So if I did any discounts for people, if their insurance didn't cover it, or if they wanted to bring their kids in, which the insurance didn't cover, then, um, then they couldn't afford it. And so they would go without care, which it, that just broke my heart. So, so I stopped billing insurance because it didn't cover what I did. And it was really difficult if someone didn't have back pain. It also, there's this little caveat in there that if, you get someone well, then they won't pay anymore because they don't need your services. But if you don't get them well quickly enough, then they won't pay anymore because it's not working. So insurance is really all about not paying the providers, what I found. And so then the, the clients, they don't get the benefits that they should be getting. Anyway, so I dropped that and really sat down with myself, like, how do I want to do this? Who do I want to take care of? And how do I want to do that so it benefits everyone at the least level of stress? Because really, chiropractic is all about helping you manage your stress better because your nerve system is the system that manages stress. And if the care is going to add stress to my life and or add stress to my client's life, then it's kind of just negating the, the, the benefits of it. And so I didn't want that. I wanted families to be able to come in for care. I also wanted people to get the care that they need, which for some people starting out two or three times a week is ideal. And for many people coming once a week for their, for their lives just to maintain health is ideal. So that's about 50 visits a year, which insurance definitely doesn't cover. So I came up with a model where I have suggested fees. And so I don't have any set fee. I have a recommendation of what people should pay. Because I tried to get really clear with myself on what my care is worth. And with the results that I've seen for some of my people, I mean, to have anxiety for 50 years and have that go away or to you know, have ear infections every month from the time you're six months old and have those go away, or to stop wetting the bed finally when you're 12 years old. How much is that worth? $100, $1,000, a million dollars, priceless? Like how do you set a price on your health and on your wellness and 
your, your overall wellness, not just physically feeling better, but mentally and emotionally functioning better. So I was like, okay, sure, I can charge a million dollars per visit. That's going to work great. <laughs> um, but what, what I got really clear on is that I want people to be able to afford a plan of care. And I want people to be able to afford to bring their families in. So I decided to do completely flexible fees. I just trust that people will pay what they can. I suggest they pay $150 for the initial visit and $50 for follow-up visits. But I'll take pretty much anything that's reasonable that I feel like is within their means. I don't want to go in and have them fill out an application and look at their financial information and have me make the judgment. That adds stress to my life and takes away from what I love to do. So I just trust that people are fair with me. And um, I, in doing that, my practice has blossomed and I get paid more than I ever did by insurance companies. And I get to take care of the people that I want to take care of and that really want care with me. And it allows people, one of the families I talk about in my book, you know, it's a mom and her two kids and they would never be able to afford weekly care. You know, they might've come a couple of times, but instead I'm watching these kids grow up. I've seen them every week since they were babies. Uh, the little guy I got to work with on his first day of being on the outside and every week since then and having a flexible fee allows them to stay healthy and allows me to help them grow into these healthy, vibrant humans. And really, you know, I want all the humans to be healthy and vibrant and the animals too. <laughs> and, um, and if I can, you know, be flexible on my fees so that people can do that. It's so rewarding on both ends and is less stressful for me because I don't have to manage fees or bill insurance or any of that. And it's less stressful for my clients because they can come get the care that they need. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I feel like the other thing that you've really done is that you've cultivated your schedule to be something that feels really good for you. And so do you want to talk about that a little bit, like the differences in like how you were taught how to like cram everyone in versus like what you've done. Um, yeah, so some of the coaching programs that I did before, you know, they, they were wanting people to see like at least 300 people a week and some people are seeing a thousand a week, which if you break that down, you know, you're spending like 20 seconds with the person. For me, that doesn't work. Um, so my initial visit, I spend about an hour with someone, and then the follow-up visit is about half of that. And then each follow-up visit after that is around 10 minutes, um, which is surprisingly long. Like I really only need probably three to five minutes to complete the actual adjustment, but giving client time to relax and us time to connect on a deeper level really improves the healing process. And the, the trickiest thing, honestly, with my schedule is that um, I love taking care of kids. And so after school hours are like my, my rocking time around here, but I also have a kid. So um, balancing that, being home for her and um, being here for all my kid clients is, is probably the trickiest part. But I feel like with the amount of time that I allow for each visit that I can really do a, a really in-depth 
um, exam and adjustment and make sure everyone's getting everything that they need from me. Uh, and, and I really love getting to know my clients. Like they're all just such beautiful people and, and to be able to know them and connect with them on a deep empathic level, um, is really, we all get more wellness out of that than if I was, you know, having them in for 20 seconds so I could crack their neck and send them on their way. You know, I know all their names. I know their families. I know when they're going on vacation. I know what they love to do. And, and they know similar things about me. You know, they know that my daughter and I go on a big hike every summer. They know that I'm passionate about skiing and I take a day off every week to go skiing in the winter. And um, I feel like having that extra personal level is a big difference in how I work, but it's also, it suits me really well. And that's the biggest part about being self-employed, entrepreneur I feel like is that you have to really figure out who you are and be the more yourself you are the better you're going to be able to serve yourself and your clients and I found with all these big expensive coaching programs that I did is that they wanted me to change to not be myself to be less myself to get further away from that and um, it was interesting to explore that a little bit and see how poorly it fits. And um, in, in the long run, I guess it made me really figure out who I am and how I work the best. And now I'm feeling like I'm really doing that on a good level. Of course, it yeah. always grows, but. Yeah. Of course, what? Um, it always grows, you know, I'm always growing and changing. And so, so is my practice, but I feel like this is um, the best the best it's ever been. Yeah, I love that. And it feels that way to me too, as a person who knows you, as a person who sees you on a weekly basis to make sure that I'm functioning at my best. Um, yeah, so you talked about, like, I feel like you have such a good work-life balance. Do you want to talk about the importance of that to you a little bit? Sure. Um, you know, the, the whole idea with living, I feel like, is to be happy and live in your passion and, um, you know, do all the things that you love. And I love my work, but there are so many other things that I love, too. And I've, um, you know, I know a lot, a lot of chiropractors around the world, and so many of them are like, oh, I, I don't do that anymore. I don't go skiing. I don't really go on my boat anymore. I don't do that anymore because I really need to serve my clients. And, and so they give up pieces of themselves because it's almost like this, this martyr thing. Like they, they, and I know I, I do get a lot by serving my clients, but if that was all I did, I don't feel like I would be a well-rounded person. And um, so... to have fun and um, be, be a good mother, you know, being a single mom, I'm the one she relies on and I want to teach her good strategies on how to live her life the best. So, so yeah, I make sure that I have a weekday every week where I can go skiing 
um, in the winter. And some of those days are just for me. And some of them, I take my daughter out of school so she can go too. She and I are working on a big hiking trip that we've done two summers worth. So, so far we've hiked over 200 miles together along the Green Mountains of Vermont and um, we'll complete that trail next summer. And, um, and I feel like, you know, I have about a third of my, maybe close to half of my work life is in the office, but a lot of it is outside the office too. You know, I, I have our business networking group and, um, and I feel like going out and learning from all kinds of business people and sharing with them what I do has really grown my business a lot. Um, and, and it adds to my life and my confidence in so many ways. So having that balance of like working in the business, working on the business, having time just for me, and then having that fun parenting time too. So it's not just all about, did you do your homework? Did you take a bath? Did you, you know, do you have clean clothes for tomorrow? Um, you know, doing, trying to balance all of that all at once is really good. And, and in so learning how to do that, my business and my life have grown in so many, so many ways. I mean, I wrote a book. Right. <laughs> I'm hiking this long trail. I, I get to ski a lot. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. I, I I love it because it's you're living more from what lights you up instead mm -hmm. of feeling like you have to give everything that you have, which I feel like is the old paradigm of the martyr syndrome. And um, I just need to serve, 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 serve. It's like, yeah, but we also have to serve ourselves so mm -hmm. that we can serve actually in a much greater capacity, have the energy to show up for our clients to really be able to uh, give them the best care that they, that they deserve and that they desire and the reason why they're coming to you. And so what I'm hearing you talk about, and I know you personally, so I know that this is there too, but I, I, there's a lot of intuition that you're using. So how important do you feel like you, the intuition is in your work, in your business, in your life? Oh, intuition is super important. I mean, it's really, um, intuition is a spiritual connection and keeping that as clear as possible and trusting that is, I feel like, um, the way I've grown the most in my life. Um, so obviously when you first start doing something, there is some intuition involved, but there's some doubt too. So um, as far as like my actual practicing, like working on people, um, when I first started out, I would really do all of the techniques like they were supposed to be done. And then I found that, you know, I was still recognizing my intuition there and then the techniques were proving my intuition right. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and so I still, you know, I'm well-trained in all these techniques, but my intuition is the first thing that I listen to. And, um, and it's something that I, I really work with to grow all the time. Like I'm in the midst of taking a clairvoyance class, which is a two-year class um, that is lots and lots of practice on how to 
keep that intuitive piece really well lined up and um, use it for the benefit of yourself and everyone in your life. And so that's helping me grow in lots of ways. And, and yeah, really just trusting that what feels right is probably right. Like when we first met and you, you know, you have even said that you, you were kind of a mess then and you didn't really have your book coaching thing down at all. But as soon as I met you, I was like, oh yeah, I need to work with her and write this book. And yeah, it didn't happen right away. It took us a long time to get through that process. But hey, I wrote a book. <laughs> um, and that was all intuitive. And in, in so many ways, you know, um, when I see doors close, like another example in my life, I, uh, I was looking for a home a few years back and I had contracts on two different homes and both the contracts fell through. Mm. Like, okay, so where am I out of alignment with this process? And so I sat down with myself and got really clear on what I wanted. And now I live in that vision that I had just by getting out of my head and sitting down with my intuition and being like, what do I really want here? And it was similar with how I figured out how to run my practice now, like with the, with the flexible fees, all of that was intuitive. It was just really getting clear on how do I want to live my life to be the, my most authentic self. And that's all by listening to my intuition again, that intuition is the spiritual connection, which is the bigger picture. And I'm really, really in tune with that and getting more in tune all the time. And I love what you said about it was what felt the best to you. Because yeah. that's, that really is it. Like it was, sometimes we have these thoughts that are the doubting thoughts, like you had mentioned. That's not the truth like anything that comes into our space that is not, um, you know, that, that the doubts will come up even when we're following our intuition, but it's what feels aligned. And I love the fact that you're so honest and so open about the fact that you sat down with yourself and you were like, okay, where am I out of alignment with this house thing? What do I really want to create? And then look, it manifests, right? Like it totally comes out of thin air, seemingly, right? Um, but it was always what you truly desired, but we weren't, but you weren't necessarily taking the time to like hear that. Um, I am forever grateful that I was able to help you write your book. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I love the fact that you are taking the time because I think that that's someplace where a lot of people have been taught or we, we get caught up in what society is telling us that we need to do or other coaching programs. I've, been, I've fallen into that as well, right? Um, well, you need to dress this way and you need to do that. But mm -hmm. when we really take, when we're brave enough to take the time to say, but what do I really desire out of this um, is such an important exercise. So thank you so much for bringing that to light. Like, yeah, it's really important. So we're just really taught to not trust ourselves and, um, and be that in um, 
you know, a social way or professional way or a physical way, you know, uh, I tell people all the time that you know your body better than anyone because I get a lot of questions from people about this diagnosis or that diagnosis or how their MD completely disregarded how they were feeling and what they thought was going on. You live in your body 24 seven, you know it better than anyone. If you feel that this is right, it's right. Don't doubt that. And you know, it's of course much bigger than just your body. It's everything that's going on. You know you better than anyone. And that can never change because you're with you all the time and no one else is with you all the time. So. Yes, thank you for that. Because it's so true. We do tend to put other people, other people's opinions, other people's thoughts ahead of our own intuition. And we're taught it from a very young age, the whole stranger danger. Don't talk to any strangers. Instead of saying, feel into your intuition. Does it look like it's a safe person? Does it, you know, like, and, and we get caught up in this fear instead of really trusting our own guidance. Yeah, for sure. And just when you said the MD thing, it brought up, what my own experience was, was that I had a health crisis six or seven years ago and, and I was having chest pain. Um, and I was not even 35. I was like, uh, I was nauseous and dizzy all of the time. Like I didn't even know that I was nauseous and dizzy all the time until I went into my doctor and she said, you know, every time you come in, this is what we write down. And I'm like, what? Like I, like I was just living with it. It was just a thing. And one morning I woke up and I was like, it's candida. Like I knew it was a fungal overgrowth. I knew it. And so I called my doctor right away. Um, cause we had run tests on my heart to make sure that my heart was okay. Everything was good there. You know, we were like trying to pinpoint what was going down, but I just woke up and I knew I said, it's Candida. I called her and I went in that day and she looked at me and she said, it never's that it never is Candida. And, and she goes, lots of people think that. And I just looked her square in the eye and I said, test it anyway. What's mm-hmm. it hurt? what's it hurt? And, and she did. And I was off the charts, like more than 200,000 colonies. Her jaw dropped. Like when she gave me the results, she was like, I've never seen anyone with such an overgrowth. And, and I was like, great. And now I know, and she actually, she was very empowering. Like, and I really give her kudos. She had no ego in that entire exchange. She tested it. She said, you know, it's going to give us a lot of good information about what's going on in your digestive, why you're so nauseous all the time. Um, And she really did honor what, you know, but I had to push back a little bit. And so often we're not comfortable enough to do that, but we really do have to be our own advocate. We have to follow our intuition and, and, um, and know that if you're, if you're feeling called from listening to this to like see a chiropractor or an acupuncturist or Chinese medicine or anything that's not normal, um, Mm -hmm. follow that, follow that. 
and and whether you have to pay cash for it or not like it's worth it yeah i mean what's better to invest in than yourself <laughs> right and um i really appreciate that your md did listen to you because so many times that doesn't happen they just say no you're wrong then I, you know, my clients come in and tell me that they've had this experience. I'm like, so how often do you see this person? Oh, twice a year. Right. For how long? About 10 minutes. Like, really? This person spends 20 minutes with you a year and you spend, you know, however many hours a year is with yourself a year. <laughs> and, and they're the expert on you? So no, no. Everyone is the expert on themselves. And not to say that you may not need some help with that. I mean, I have a whole long list of people who help take care of me. Um, but I'm the expert on myself. Like, I know what I need. I know what's going on. And, and I learned that, you know, because I, I recognized that the MDs were getting me sicker and sicker all this time when I was a kid. And uh, I'm just grateful that I learned that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's um, you know, it's helped me become who I am, which I really like. So <laughs> this is good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, I love that. I feel like that's such a perfect note. So where can people find you online, your website, your social media, all of that? If they want to learn more about this, if they have questions about chiropractic, want to interact? Yeah. So, um, so I have this book, Optimal Family Wellness, which is for sale on Amazon. It's $12.99. And it's not only um, a book, you know, to help me tell about what I do and what, what's wonderful about that, but there is a piece in there that tells you how to choose a chiropractor for yourself and your family. And I find that's really helpful because if you go online to look for a chiropractor, you know, there will be a million things that come up. And unfortunately, most of those are going to be people who are doing a lot of physical therapy to help with your back pain because insurance pays for that. And not a lot of those people are really doing the good chiropractic work. So it does take a little bit of research. I'm happy to help anyone find that, but there is a part in my book that goes into that too. Other than that, I have a website. It's called Clear Connection Chiropractic. And uh, my Facebook page is also Clear Connection Chiropractic. My Instagram is Happy Nerves. Happy Nerves at Gmail is my <laughs> email address. And so I use Happy Nerves a lot. It's kind of who I am. I'm the Happy Nerve Lady. Um, I'm on LinkedIn also. And uh, Dr. Elizabeth Davidson. That's me. So there are all of those ways to get in touch and learn more. Anything else? No, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> so we really appreciate you, the viewer, the listener on this podcast, this video cast for really diving deep with us today into something that we've talked about so much on this show which is how self-care actually sets you up for success. And so I'm really appreciative of having Dr. Elizabeth Davidson on here to talk more in depth about 
how we can support our bodies, how, why it's so important to have our nerves, um, you know, communicating with our brain and having that support. And so I really, really appreciate Dr. Elizabeth for being here today. Thank you so much. And, and I, I love that self-care setting you up for success. That's, that's what I'm going to quote you on. <laughs> Cause that is, it's so true. And, um, I certainly wouldn't be here without a ton of self-care. So, yeah. Yeah. And we've been taught that self-care is a privilege when we get to X, Y, Z, and that's not the truth. Self-care helps us get there. For sure. Yeah. So please don't discount yourself. (laughs) Yourself is who you need to be investing in. And, um, you know, if you have any goals, do something good for you. (laughs) Every week. (laughs) Or every day. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I really something to take care of myself every day. Um, Whether it's a meditation or an acupuncture appointment or a massage or a chiropractic session or any of those things. A walk in the woods. Every single day I do at least one of those um, because I need to take care of me in order to take care of everyone else. And it's the same with all of us. We can't, we can't do all the taking care of that we want to do if we're not healthy and centered. So growing a business, you got to be healthy and centered if you want to do that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. I am Celeste Hartwell. Thank you so much to Dr. Elizabeth for being here with us today. We are a podcast that's a feminine view of entrepreneurship for women, by women. If this has touched you, please feel free to share it on social media, share it with a colleague, with a friend who you feel like will really benefit from this information. And if you want to keep getting all the scoop, please subscribe wherever you found us, whether that's YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. We really appreciate you so much and we're sending you so much good vibes for self-care so that you can create all the success that you desire in life.